a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you're with me on the program today. We're going to be talking about uh, what is going on with gun control, not in the United States, but uh, down under. Yeah, we've got uh, news out of Australia to get to. Before we uh, touch on that, however, there is something else we need to talk about. Joe Biden's America. It is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time to the grocery store. We did that this past weekend. Still feeling the pain. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So you probably know, right, back in the 1990s, the uh, nation of Australia imposed a compensated confiscation program, right, a uh, buyback, but this was involuntary, This was mandatory. Guns that were banned, owners had to turn them in. Now, we hear the Australian experiment referenced in the United States all the time by gun control activists, right? Why can't we just do what Australia did? As if when Australia banned those guns and collected them from lawful gun owners, that was the end of the story. It wasn't. First of all, the ban in Australia didn't round up every lawfully owned firearm out there. People were still able to possess certain firearms, just not those scary black rifles and things like that. There are actually more privately owned firearms in Australia today than there were at the time of the ban. And as you can imagine, the gun control lobby in Australia, not happy about that. No, they didn't fold up their tent and go home once the ban was enacted after the Port Arthur shooting. No, no, they're they're still at it. Still trying to crack down, again, on legal gun owners. And there is a new effort underway in Western Australia, as one paper called it, a new dawn in gun control. Western Australia proposing a first-of-its-kind firearms legislation. What are we talking about? Here's another headline. Gun limits on the cards as Western Australia's new firearm laws near fruition. The Western Australia public will get its first look at the Cook government's new gun laws this week, nearly a year and a half after they were first flagged. Farmers and gun club members will be restricted to owning no more than 10 firearms, while recreational shooters will be capped at just five firearms. In a move the government expects will reduce the number of legal firearms in the state from 360,000 to about 347,000. Again, we're talking about legal gun owners, and we see the same inherent anti-gun ideology at work here in the United States. You know, whether it's uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham of New Mexico claiming that more guns, more people carrying firearms lawfully automatically leads to more crime. Or lawmakers in Massachusetts claiming that more guns in the hands of legal gun owners inevitably means that more criminals will gain access to firearms and again, violent crime will rise. Now, 
We know that that's not the case. Between 1991 and 2020, violent crime in the United States declined by roughly 50%, including gun-involved crimes, homicide, armed robberies, aggravated assaults, again, all of them dropping at a time in which the number of privately owned farms in this country was increasing exponentially, at a time in which tens of millions of Americans were becoming concealed carry holders, at a time in which states across the country were enacting not only shall-issue right-to-carry laws, but more than half of the country now permitless carry. In between 1991 and 2020, a number of states took that move as well, although, again, uh, we've seen additional states sign on to a permitless carry since 2020. More guns did not lead to more crime. But that is the fundamental premise of the gun control movement. And that is what is at the heart of what's going on in Australia. The ownership cap included in the government's firearms bill uh, should be released on Tuesday, along with a state-funded, quote, voluntary firearm buyback plan. Yeah, this time around it's voluntary. Police Minister uh, Paul Papilia says the new limits would only impact about 5% of individual license holders, but would remove thousands of firearms from the community. He said, quote, public safety is paramount, and that's been the key consideration when drafting the proposed legislation. If there are fewer firearms in the community, there are fewer opportunities for them to be used illegally. Since 2009, Western Australia's firearm numbers have increased 65% to more than 360,000. I would ask, has the violent crime rate in Western Australia increased 65% since 2009? Have gun-involved crimes increased by 65% in Western Australia since 2009? The answer, of course, is no. But rather than going after violent criminals just as they uh, do here in the United States, the anti-gunners are going after the legal law-abiding gun owners. Under these states' proposed laws, limits will be linked to license types tailored to the different needs of owners, and some of these license types will be restricted to numerical limits. If you're a competitive shooter, you may be able to apply to own more than 10 firearms. The state will also introduce a, a new digital license scheme with an online portal and supposedly upgraded IT system, which the government says will give police real-time access to license holder details, might inadvertently give those same details to hackers, uh, or not even hackers. As we saw in California, the Attorney General's office, Rob Bonta, uh, his office claims it was just human error that released the details of hundreds of thousands of concealed carry holders in the state of California. No hacking needed, right? Just... uh, piece of bad code, and all of a sudden, all that information was available to the public. So now they're trying to do that in Western Australia as well. Now, I don't think we've got a lot of Australian viewers here on the program. If there are any out there, good day. Thanks for tuning in. The reason why I'm talking about this is, again, a reminder that no matter how reasonable or common sense or moderate the gun control groups in the United States claim to be, it's always about the next step, right? Uh, I think it was uh, Peter Ambler who's stepping down from the uh, executive directorship of Giffords who talked about the radical incrementalism of the gun control lobby. And that's on display in Australia as well, right? Back in the 1990s, they had this, excuse me, sweeping gun ban, collected several million firearms, but that wasn't it. 
The goal of the gun control lobby in Australia is to eradicate gun ownership altogether. And we're seeing this on display in Western Australia. Again, it's incrementalism, but it is radical incrementalism based on the idea that people lawfully owning firearms increases violent crime, that people lawfully owning firearms is a bad thing. In Australia, they don't have the right to keep and bear arms. It is a privilege. Here in the United States, of course, our right to keep and bear arms predates our Constitution. The protection ensuring that that right never goes away was enshrined in the Bill of Rights because the people of the United States demanded those protections. But we do see gun control activists here making the very same arguments, right? It's more dangerous for you to own a gun. You don't need a firearm for self-defense. You're better off without one. It doesn't matter if you live in a high-crime neighborhood. It doesn't matter if your neighbors have been the subject of violent crime. It doesn't matter if you really, truly believe in your heart of hearts that you need a firearm for self-protection. They know better than you, and they won't stop until we've reached the day where, again, they're trying to impose these types of limits, not just on the buying of firearms. We've already seen that, right? One gun a month, gun rationing, limits on the amount of ammunition that you can purchase here in the United States. They won't be satisfied until the number of firearms that you can lawfully own is zero. They're not there yet in Australia, but they're moving in that direction. And again, it is incumbent on all of us as Second Amendment advocates to pay attention to what's going on, not just here at home, but around the world, because uh, the anti-gunners, they're talking to one another. They're getting ideas, not just from what's going on in California, but what's going on in places like Western Australia, too. So, uh, yeah, we will be paying attention to the latest gun control machinations down under uh, with, again, an eye towards keeping our own right to keep and bear arms strong, and secure. Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a uh, case out of Massachusetts. You know, uh, Wednesday of this week, it is rumored, I think it's semi-official, that uh, HD 4607, the revised version of the Lawful Citizens Imprisonment Act, it's going to get a vote on the floor of the House. They are wasting no time in trying to shepherd this gun control bill to the desk of Governor Maura Healey. And again, all of the provisions, well, 99% of the provisions of HD uh, 4607 are aimed at legal gun owners, not aimed at repeat violent offenders. They're not aimed at people who illegally possess a firearm. They are designed to reduce the number of legal gun owners in the state of Massachusetts, just like this gun control legislation in Western Australia is designed to reduce not only the number of guns that are lawfully owned, but the number of people who are lawfully possessing them. And those legal gun owners, they're not the problem. This uh, headline was from the Boston Herald. And again, the prime example of the concentration of illegal guns that the district attorney in Suffolk County talks about. That we're not talking about people who possess a license to carry. We're not talking about people who go to a, a gun shop, go through a background check, lawfully purchase a firearm. Now, as the Boston Herald writes, the arrest of two repeat offenders on firearm charges are a prime example of how a core group of people drive the illegal gun possession menace in Boston. That, according to Suffolk DA Kevin Hayden. 
The repeat firearm offenders, 40-year-old uh, Daniel Larkins, 27-year-old Jamison Gadsden, were arrested after separate traffic stops last week after uh, allegedly revealed uh, illegally, uh, illegally possessed weapons in their vehicles. The arrest made just uh, days before two more men were shot and killed in Dorchester and Mattapan on Friday afternoon and early Saturday morning. Hayden said these cases also highlight the need for us as a society to recognize the concentration of guns among a core group of individuals, in this case two repeat offenders, and to find ways to break the cycle, which so often leads to violence and tragedy, as we just witnessed on Friday afternoon and on Saturday morning. And again, you don't do that by going after lawful gun owners. You do that by ensuring consequences for violent crimes. Uh, in the case of Larkins, he was driving on a suspended license, had a uh, legally possessed pistol, as well as a large amount of uh, fireworks in his trunk. Uh, Larkins has been busted twice already for illegal gun possession. He uh, arraigned on four gun-related charges this time around, ordered held without bail. Gadsden arrested on Thursday just after midnight after police stated they observed the driver with one passenger on a stop sign. During the traffic stop, Gatson was uh, allegedly unable to provide a driver's license. They said they saw a small bag of white substance in the passenger's hand and a bulge in Gatson's sweatshirt. He allegedly uh, refused to get out of the vehicle, unsuccessfully attempted to drive away. Police ended up jumping into the vehicle to gain control. They found a uh, Glock 30 and uh, 14 rounds of ammunition in Gatson's sweatshirt pocket. He's uh, been charged with possession of a uh, stun gun as well as possession to distribute a Class A substance, as well as eight gun-related charges. Uh, now, the Boston Herald didn't talk about uh, Gadsden's previous criminal history, but again, according to the DA, he is a repeat offender. And according to the DA, this is the problem, right? A small group of core offenders who are arrested time and time again for violating laws that are already on the books. That's what's driving the violence in Massachusetts. So what are Democratic lawmakers doing? <clears throat> well, they're going after legal gun owners because that's what they want to do. If it reduces violent crime, great. That's the ostensible purpose, right? Ostensible purpose. But again, the real goal is to make exercise in the right to keep and bear arms so legally dangerous that people will choose to give up their rights rather than risk a fine or jail time when they try to do so. It's despicable. It's disgusting. And again, a vote is coming up on Wednesday. Today's Armed Citizen story from uh, Verde, Nevada, where a, a man said he had uh, seconds to decide whether or not to shoot when an intruder broke in. This uh, shooting now ruled by the uh, sheriff's office to be an act of self-defense. Happened uh I guess a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jason England manages several properties in Verde, Nevada. Washoe County Sheriff's Office uh, investigating the uh, shooting. <clears throat> uh, this happened on uh, October 11th. Um, England says the uh, man who was shot was one of his tenants. Court records say that uh, England had been trying to evict the guy for months. It says that uh, James Marias broke into a home where another tenant who's also a, a friend of Inland's, lives. He says uh, he thinks it was a planned hit, possibly revenge for the eviction. And Inland says he was concerned that he would have been next uh, had Marais not been killed. The man who shot Marais says his neighbor was armed, dressed all in dark clothing when he entered his house in the middle of the night. 
And Lynn said he was wearing a dark outfit, dark clothes, dark hoodie, black leather gloves, kind of like an assassin. And Lynn says his tenant and friend was startled, but was also ready to defend himself. He grabbed his gun, fired five to ten shots, killing Moraes on the spot. And Lynn says for his friend, it was either shoot or be shot. He said there were several attempts to break the door in, and he realized this was an attacker. So he had to make a split decision. The um, armed citizen in question uh, sat down with uh, News 4 in Nevada, along with uh, Inland. He did not answer any questions, but he was there. He did uh, confirm uh, Inland's story, and uh, he made a point of telling News 4 off-camera that he was sorry for what happened and how things escalated. Inland says he feels horrible. It's the last thing that anybody wanted to happen. And, and again, I don't know a gun owner who owns a firearm for self-defense who is eager to exercise that right, who is eager <clears throat> to be in a situation where their life is in danger. No, no gun owner I know wants that. We carry a firearm or we possess a gun in the home so that if, God forbid, we ever are in a situation like that, we are not unarmed and defenseless. We're not there looking for trouble. Certainly not out there trying to start trouble any more than I try to set my kitchen on fire just because I have a fire extinguisher in the corner, right? It's there. I hope I never have to use it, but I'm not getting rid of it. It's the same thing with owning a firearm for self-defense. We don't want to use that gun, but we don't want it to be a position where we need a firearm and we don't have one. And it sounds like that was definitely the case there in uh, Verde, Nevada, a couple of weeks ago. Finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, will unable to do the right thing. An officer in Gallatin, Tennessee, who saved a couple from a burning home just a couple of days ago, broke out, uh, I guess, uh, last Monday afternoon, about 4.30 in Wilson County, Tennessee. Gallatin police officer William Beeman was on his way to work. He said, uh, just a normal day until he saw the smoke. Now, Beam is not only a fire uh, a police officer, his dad is the fire chief of the Gallatin Fire Department. He says, I come from a firefighting family, so I knew that something wasn't right. I kind of put myself in his shoes, like, what would my dad do in this situation? So he sees smoke coming from a home. He turned on his lights and sirens, drove into the driveway, no activity outside of the house. So he goes to the front door, knocks, no answer. So he enters the home, announcing himself as a Gallatin police officer. He said the garage was attached to the home, was already completely engulfed, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, smoke beginning to fill the living room. He said, I started to inhale some smoke. He encountered a woman who lives there, and she was apparently unaware that the home was on fire. He said, ma'am, your house is on fire. She said, what? I said, your house is on fire. We got to get you outside right now. And then he asked her, where's your husband? She said the last place she had seen him was in the garage, which again, at that point, fully engulfed in flames. He said, I had this terrible gut feeling that this man may have passed away as a result of the fire. Thankfully, he had actually managed to escape the garage. He's outside, and, and he's looking for his wife, he actually calls 911 to report the fire, telling the dispatcher, I can't find my wife. Officer Beeman says they found him towards the right side of the home, and they were able to uh, uh, reunite the uh, the couple outside of the uh, burning residence. The uh, 22-year-old officer ushering everybody to safety while they waited on the fire department to arrive. The house, in total loss, but no loss of life either to humans or to pets. And uh, Officer Beeman says, you know, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Honestly, I hate it for the family. 
They were a sweet couple. They were super grateful to me. The hug that I got at the end was the only thing I really needed. I'm just grateful that God placed me there that day to allow me to do my job. So in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to save the life of at least one woman there in Gallatin, Tennessee, Officer uh, William Beeman, we thank you for your very, very good deed. Now, that is about all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company, but I do want to let you know we are constantly updating BearingArms.com throughout the day with the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation and around the globe on occasion. So be sure to check it out. If you like what you see, I obviously encourage you to become a VIP and VIP or VIP Gold member as well. All you have to do is go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP or VIP Gold membership. We truly do appreciate your support. It is vital to help us keep reporting the uh, independent pro-Second Amendment journalism that we do each and every day. And so we're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else is our way of saying thanks for showing your support. Again, just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS. Very significant savings. We'll see you back here tomorrow for 2A Tuesday. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.